0: Hey kids, do you love Chimpokomon? Well now you can buy your very own! I've got to buy Chimpokomon! I've got to buy it, I've got to buy it! Now you can
1: collect them all! Furry Cat,
0: Donkey trunk, Penguin, Shoe, lamb toy. Collect them all and you can become Royal Crown Chimpoko Master! Chimpoko Chimpokoman are in stores now! Chimpokomon is Super You Love Toy number one! Alright everyone, welcome to the final episode in our Season 4 of Game Club as we play through and finish Pokemon Red and Blue on the original Game Boy. My name is Garrett Rosa. With me today, who have joined me through this incredible journey. We have, as you heard sp- speaking a minute ago, Liz Bose. Say hello so people know what you sound like.
1: Hi, my name is Liz Bose, and this is what I sound like.
0: There we go. Excellent, Liz. Very Thor. Uh, okay. Very Thor? Uh, With no. what
1: came th- out of your mouth? <laughs> Garrett. Liz. I can't think of with four. a
2: list. It was like a lightning hammer to my
0: brain, Liz. <laughs> that right there is forum administrator, Kevin the Man Williams. I'm
1: a forum Hoorah! administrator.
0: I know, but he's the king of the forums.
1: <laughs> he's an active forum administrator.
0: <laughs> you just have the power. I mean, he does the work.
1: That's true.
0: The forums are blowing up. That right there, forums are blowing up, that is uh, Ben... Not a DJ anymore, Catan joining us, uh, talking about his Pokemon love and how he has not caught up with everyone. So let's break it down for. Are
3: you gonna dime me out like that, guys? Let's let's uh, Why break you it down. Throw me under the bus.
0: <laughs> we uh, this week it was just we started with uh, what was it the uh, Earth Gym or the Ground Gym Earth Badge Giovanni? I
1: don't really think that gym has a theme. I think that's <laughs> a lie. It's just yeah.
0: it's the awesome gym.
2: You just have, isn't it the first place where you it's play The the alma
3: chokes all the time, Jim. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> it's it's, the it's a bunch of guys with whips and conveyor belts. You're basically edit control uh, all the time. I don't like where this is going. Kevin, yeah.
1: they're not, like, any kind of bad people. They're cool trainers.
2: <laughs> well, then why do they have whips, Liz? What's cool about whips? Okay, did like, you ever see you that episode of Pokemon with that rip-
3: guy? Rip- they... That- I'm just saying, have you ever seen that episode of Pokemon with that guy with the Sand true? He whipped all oh. his Pokemon. He was the coolest guy. Uh, he, was he won 100 ass. matches in a row.
0: He was a bit of a hard ass, though. Whoa. And his Sand True was, um, wasn't weak to water because of water yeah, training. You
2: could, man. Yeah. Are you, wait a second. Water training?
0: Yeah, he would yeah. like throw his Sand True into like, pools <laughs> of water.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he just he, stands true was it like an Iraqi prisoner of war or something? <laughs> <It's>
0: waterboarding. <laughs> Did he have to wear like a harness, or am I remembering this wrong? Like some no, strange... he,
3: he wore a harness that like was supposed to like pull his limbs into like to like make him force him yeah, into But he was such a man; he would just broke free of it.
1: Have I ever told you guys about the wallpaper I had for my computer that was a Piplup waterboarding a Charmander? <laughs> What? It's adorable. It's Charmander like laying on the waterboarding thing. So with his head at a decline, like looking up, all sad and scared. And there's a Piplup standing in front of him, preparing a towel with water gun.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Uh-huh. That's it's, gonna be uh. it's so cute. gonna be the album, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. I... Sandshrew first featured in the Path to the Pokemon League, owned by a trainer named AJ. Despite his barbaric training methods. It was very loyal to him. So basically Pokemon are so whipped that
1: you can do whatever you (laughs) want.
0: Oh Oh, yeah, they're
1: like dogs.
0: Well, it's funny because we we have some interesting things to say about Pokemon and how that plays into Japanese culture a little bit later, but let's let's steer back to the basics of what we played through this week. So we had the Earth Badge Gym, the uh the the Victory Road, Victory Road Cave, and then the Elite Four. Did anyone do anything besides that, like go out and do the um, the power plant or anything like that? Because I did. I did the power plant, yep. I oh, said did the you pa- that up. So power I actually, plant, well, it, well, I that's to get thunder, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, you get, um, you get some electrodes, some magnamites, uh, there's Zappos. a fake out Pokeball item box that are actually electrodes. Oh, right, right. It's a lot of fun, yeah.
3: I'll tell you what I did that was out of the way for this gameplay. I was going to say gameplay point, but I don't know if that's right. But what I did, what was a little bit extra, was go fight Sabrina. Didn't have to do it this week, because you had to do it last week, but I didn't (laughs) do it last
0: week. Was it really easy this time? Who did you use to fight her?
3: I used Aerodactyl. And I gotta say, like, on the blog post I made for the last episode of Game Club, I was whining about how Aerodactyl was a piece of crap. But he took out Sabrina and Giovanni, so I don't know if I can complain too much about Aerodactyl anymore. I don't, he's any, a, he's rocking it.
0: Any rock type that I can destroy with a electricity move is weak in my book. That's all. That's Except
3: honestly. you can't destroy him with electricity.
0: That's tr- no. Yes, you can't. Watch when when Tyler's playing for me right now. When he gets to <laughs> Aerodactyl, I'll have him use Thunderbolt, and you'll watch him get rocked.
1: Oh yeah. No pun intended. Oh. Rock type.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, okay so the uh the earth badge gym is uh like yeah it's the juicing gym match all the time it's a bit of a letdown right like it's the last gym and it's really just i don't know i was disappointed it really isn't it's,
3: it, it's they not- intentionally designed it to be really ugly too it's <laughs> like oh you're gonna go down here you're gonna fight three trainers in a row oh that's a dead end oh don't you hate your life <laughs>
1: I don't think I fought- I think maybe I fought one trainer in there. I was able to dodge almost everybody. You only have
3: to- you only have to fight one. Yeah. But, like, they it- I hate it. It's like Falcon 24, the gym. <laughs>
0: just- just one or Whoa. two. I thought-
2: Cause there's one guy who stands in your way, and if you can fight him early, then you can make him move. But don't you have to fight a cool trainer to get to him? I thought it was two, anyway.
3: Uh, yeah, on sense. Whatever. I just did it like twenty minutes ago. I'm a pro on the subject
0: <laughs> all right so let's let's get past that. Did anyone have to do any prep work before they decided to head towards victory Road besides Ben who had to go beat one of the other gyms?
2: <laughs> yeah no, I used the electric uh the power plant as my prep zone
0: sort of. one of their level I went out to the uh the biker road. <laughs> oh. I thought it would be oh, uh, higher level. It's only like level 30 guys, but I did get like two levels out of it for my uh, Jolteon, so it, w- it was worth it in the end.
1: I had to go get strength. I had never got it. What? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, because you, you skipped... Seafoam. Uh, Gold, you to go to the gold teeth. So you went back to Safari uh, Zone. Oh, I had the
1: gold teeth with me, and I saw, like, I saw them in my bag, and I was like, I think I turned these <laughs> in to get strength, but I'm in no rush. So three gyms later, it's like, I guess that guy wants his teeth. <laughs>
0: you just sat there without teeth for the longest time. Okay, he was so so
1: thankful for them.
0: Um, I was gonna, I wanted to bring up specifically Victory Road when you're walking through, and that it's just. I don't think many games do this, where they take an entire section of the game just to show you your progress you've made, that you've gone through... Eight gyms. You've gotten each badge, and each guy's like, "Yep, you. Oh, you have that badge. Go on through, sir." And like, you're going to yeah. first class on the plane or something. Yeah,
1: they don't do that because it's super irritating. You Just want to get through, <laughs> and then they're like, "No, wait, oh, stop. Let me check your halfway ticket." Halfway through, it's like customs. there's this, it sucks. there's a lake, right? Yeah, and I get yeah. there,
2: and I'm like, I left my lappers behind because I thought <laughs> I'd use all six of my Pokemon <laughs> yeah, to So I have to go walking back because I haven't brought my Spearow either. I go walking back to Viridian City and get my. Stupid Lapras, and then I'm short one for the cave and sucks. Oh my god!
0: It just, uh, yeah. Uh, Marty in the channel asked how much they pay those guys. To be honest, the guy who has to swim in the water and just in tread water all day, he's not getting paid enough.
1: But he's buff as hell, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's <laughs> really got those swimmer legs. Uh, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, why do they take an entire section of the game where there's no fighting? There's no random Pokemon, if you don't want there to be, just to, I mean, I, obviously you can go there earlier and, and walk up to the point at which it'll let you, but I mean, I don't think most people do that. What
1: I, I actually did my first I actually really
3: liked doing every, that, like, every when I was a bags, kid. Yeah,
1: I like, you'd go yeah. up and you'd go every you'd time, but there's, no, every but there's
0: no, like, I can understand doing that if, like, maybe you got to, like, a area of grass, so there's a type of Pokemon you couldn't get before. Like, I can see that, but I don't... I-, I couldn't see going back there every time.
3: Uh, well, yeah, for me, I guess it was a see. matter of, like, you just wanted to see what was up there and, like, see how far you could get. But then, like, by the third time, you realize you can only walk five steps before another guy stops you, so you stop going.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's true. I well,
2: mean, like, think of all the games that do reward you for doing stuff like that, for going back to areas, for double-checking things. Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's the cornerstone of Metroid, Castlevania, um, Earthbound to some degree. Obligatory Earthman reference, you know. So, <laughs> like, why wouldn't you go back and check things out and just hang out with people and talk to them? You know, I went to some cities just because I liked them and I hung out. Yeah, that's, that's true. You, do the first time you play an RPG, you—it's not
0: so like you're get you getting you just, any like, like
2: the bosses because you're
0: by hanging
3: like, out. Do you mean you just left your character standing in the middle of Lavender Town for a few hours? <laughs>
2: or? Uh, yeah. You know, I uh, I left um, Vermillion Town open with the nice doo 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 music. And, and uh-huh. in, like, five or ten minutes while this
0: could ram on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's actually, nice. that's something we should brand then. So, after everyone walks through Victory Road, what were the... Uh, what's your Pokemon team that you used to get through the cave? Because um, people on the channel are asking, you know, what are our teams? Um, my team, as soon as uh, my Articuno is done flying up high, um, will show you my team. I've got... Um, I made a couple changes. Some um, There were some cuts... Uh, for the final uh, go through, some guys didn't make it. Um, some people were. Um, we, we had a couple. We had a ringer join the team. Um, Articuno. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, the biggest one I think that was. I had all these intentions of leveling up that execute, uh, and it just no. <laughs> it was level twenty eight. I'm like no. I'm just. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> but uh, I I did um. I got my. Uh, let's let's start at the top there. I've got, um, uh, what's that? Businessman. My Venusaur. I decided to keep him. We taught him some cool stuff today. We we'll teach him. I think he's got. Oh, well, he's got cut. Just you know, awesome, great for the elite. Oh folks. yeah. Solar beam, mega drain, and razor leaf. So he's he's ready to one shot some people. Um, we've got. At level
1: forty five, uh, I don't know that he is.
0: He. Oh, he's got solar beam. He'll one shot an onyx. Uh, yeah, Solar right. Beam is not, not a very
3: good move, in my yeah, opinion. my Mega but... Train,
0: if you were watching, was rocking some people. So, And then I got my Jolteon Eva, who still doesn't know Thunder, but knows Pin Missile, so he's kind of good against uh, Psychic types, kind of not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got uh, Boner. Did you know that a Morawak can basically learn, like, any TM? <laughs> like, Fire types, yeah, you that types? Lab- yeah, I was completely surprised. This, So he knows Fire Blast. You know, just just because I had, <laughs> just no else, yeah. I had no one else to teach it to, so he's got that. Um Lucky is the my kuno He kicked out Firo and Aerodactyl who Aerodactyl sucks. I don't know. Not worth it. Um I taught uh he all he knows <sighs> is the fly that I taught him. Everything else is his own. Um we've got uh my Persian Mew, Mew QQ who I don't understand why they consider him really, really good, because the only thing I could teach him was Thunder. That's, like, a good move. Everything else, I'm like, I know he's fast, but he really, like, I can't teach him any good
1: moves. He's not good in this generation. He's good in later generations when you have the enhancements of abilities and extended move pools and stuff.
0: Um, I, the reason <laughs> he's now Slash is because he's not high enough level. <laughs> Someone in the, <laughs> in the Windows not a And then I evolve my Staryu into a Star Me. And starmie has got Surf, Blizzard, Ice Beam, and Recover. He's he's a baller. He's got Double Ice because there's really no one else who could defeat the Dragon types besides him. And Articuno should Articuno fall. So, um, with my underlevel team, we'll see if Tyler can make it through. I made it through last night without too much trouble. So okay. So any any other team cuts? Like Liz, what was? Did you actually get through the Elite Four?
1: I'll tell you where I am at the Elite Four, actually. I have the level 100 Venusaur, but everybody else is around, like, 39. (laughs) So what I did was, totally overconfident, I went through Victory Road and didn't, like, didn't heal when I got to the Elite Four, and I don't think I had healed for some time. Didn't bring any revives, didn't bring any ethers, which was really the stupid (laughs) thing. So I'm actually sitting in front of Gary right now, where...
3: My Blastoise
1: is dead, my Mew is dead, my level 100 Venusaur is very much alive and in good spirits, but has no PP left in any offensive moves. All I have is uh, a Raichu and a crapload of rare candy, so I am just wailing on him right now, because I'm going to see if he can take it all the way. He's at level 71 right now with no signs of slowing down.
0: What does your Raichu Do you notice? actually have any moves?
1: Uh, let's take a look. I'll be reporting. Oh, he's got Flash. Thank, thank God. Oh, yeah. He's so <laughs> fat and ugly. Alright, he's Thunderbolt, Thunderwave, Mega Kick, and Flash. Hopefully... Oh, yeah,
0: Thunderbolt.
3: That's
1: not too bad. Yeah, this and should... I have a whole bag full of TMs, maybe. And I got a full restore. I do have healing stuff. I look at how you're
0: essentially. Doesn't building. he have a ride on though? You're you're essentially building a Pokemon that can win at the very end. Like, oh wait wait, <laughs> uh, just hold on, Gary. You're like breaking out your purse. You're, like, come here, right? <laughs> Eat all these candies. Here's a couple TMs. All right, I'm ready, Gary. Sorry, let's uh, let's do this.
1: In the real world, Raichu would be like so disgusting and full from candy, like he'd just be barfing everywhere. He would vomit after
0: he fought the Rhydon, It would go down like thirty levels. Does level. he have a Rhydon? He does. He does. Um. can <laughs> just struggle. It'll be just fun. struggle Not it bad. out, man.
1: I think what I might have to do on that one is bring out the Venusaur and Leech Seed it to death. Oh, freak! I don't have leech seed. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be the
0: best fight ever. Oh, wait, I have
1: one solar beam left. Oh, I got that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man,
3: I wish you were like, the one streaming right now. I want to see this Yeah, but right? I want
1: to <laughs> see. Oh, don't that. worry, Raichu's level 80, no, 83. I'm giving you live updates <laughs> on exactly how this is going to go. So,
0: Ben, you're still on your way to the Leap 4, right? Or did you make it through Victory Road? No,
3: I'm pushed around boulders right now.
0: <laughs> okay, and then, uh, Kevin, what's your team look like?
2: My team is in the Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. Uh, I've still got the six guys I picked out, but to be honest, I am extremely disappointed in Eliminator, my Dragonair.
0: Oh, he knows
2: uh, his move set right now is Slam, Agility, Thunder Wave, and I think. Oh no, he no, he's got Leer still. Like I was going to level him up high enough to get Dragon Rage, but then I'm just like, this is going to take forever. I've beaten all of the trainers in the game. You know, and once you beat all of them, there's nobody left but the elite four, and the closest enemies that he can fight are the guys in the grass on the far side of Victory Road, and there's like a level 40 Arbok is the best you can fight there. So, you know, kind of pointless to try to level them up when I've got five other guys who are ready to go. So did he get did he get
0: cut, or is he just basically he didn't get cut.
2: Him? He was he was dead weight, and he actually came in towards the end because the other thing about this. Is I've been using set instead of switch as my battle option, which means that when oh, wow. I'm an opponent's Pokemon, yeah, I can't switch out my guys. So if Wait. I need a spare dude to absorb some damage, then I switch in Eliminator,
1: and Wait, he just what's got shift like. Well,
2: oh, I have. You've my never
3: fixed. used Shift and Set before?
1: No. Yeah, I... if you don't
2: look in the option menu, you probably don't know about this. No. You probably don't know the Tests can go faster too. No, I but, do. Uh, I always yeah. look for that. <laughs> But... but yeah, if you switch it to set, it makes the game harder because you can't change out your Pokemon when you kill the other guy's Pokemon. Uh... Yeah, yeah, which means <laughs> if I beat a Water type with uh, with my Raichu, and then a Ground type comes in, I'm stuck. I gotta switch that guy out and take the hit before I can do any damage.
1: Has that option been in other games since then?
2: Yeah, I have it's in no every game. <laughs>
1: Holy jeez, I had no idea. Alright, I Raichu's level 99. I'm gonna go show <laughs> Matt what's up. I was looking forward to seeing you.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's what you named your rival, Matt?
1: Yeah, cause he had a Bulbasaur and I had a Squirtle. <laughs> I felt it was fitting. Um, he looked all over for powerful Pokemon. <laughs> Is
3: that what Matt sounds like to you?
1: Yeah, he sounds like a, like a nasal Muppet. Oh, he's the most <laughs> powerful trainer in the world. Let's see. Who you bring in? Oh, he looks like trunks. His sprite is terrible. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's take a step
0: back from Elite Four and talk about Victory Road, which is actually a cave. And um, <laughs> and since Ben is in there right now, he can give us uh, like a live live ups. Uh, yeah, how is it in Victory Road right now, Ben?
3: It's actually not that bad. The encounter rate isn't as like atrocious as I thought it would be. Not with and
0: Double liar, double
3: liar. I'm actually not using repels, even though I bought <gasps> 15 of them for the Pokemon mansion and like I've used one
2: Biggest uh, i don't know what's going and on why are, why do you lie man? come on your well, it's now, not that guys. bad it is that bad all of the rock <laughs> caves in that game are that bad well, it- it,
3: I, like I I agree like Pokemon mansion was really really terrible like I would that I would step like little steps and there you go, you're fighting another freaking Volpix or whatever. But I don't know, like, I can actually move around and, like, do things without getting interrupted. And I, I like it. It makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> are you going to
0: uh, a Windows 98 in the channel asks, are you going to try and get a Moltres?
3: If I accidentally run into Moltres, I'm going to kill him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he
0: killed my family. <laughs> just, just like down my home village. <laughs> okay. Um. So wait, did anyone else besides me actually capture any of the uh the birds?
2: Yep. I got uh, Zapdos. I got Moltres.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Okay.
2: I got. I actually um got the boulders into position to go get Articuno, but my levels were really low at the time, and I didn't have any Pokeballs left. So I was like, forget about this. I'll do it later if I have time, and then I get back Um.
0: Actually, to go back to Victory Road, something I was going to bring up was uh, isn't I don't know. I thought it was odd that the level spread of the random uh, Pokemon you fight are such so so wide. Like you'll fight like a level 24 matchup will run up to you and just get slaughtered. And then like a level 43 um, Arbok will show up or I forget what it is. Or like a Venomoth will show up and is actually kind of a tough fight. And that was the thing I thought was really interesting about Victory Road was the actual trainers you fight are the first trainers that actually have powerful enough Pokemon that I actually had to think about the fights. Just not It wasn't just another poison type, another ground type. There was actually like an executor in there, and um, gosh, what else? It
3: right now, live update.
2: <laughs> you
0: start seeing some of the initial Pokemon, or at least that's the first place I
2: remember them, so Charmanders and Charmeleon.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I thought that and, was... And like Venusaur and stuff, yeah. I was like, it, it just reminded me that this game is is at the high ends of it. The elite four battles are actually quite they fun. Like the strategy to it, it's quite engaging. Yeah. There's a lot more going on. It's just a it's really disappointing that you basically are at the very end when it gets the best, and then that's it. You can just fight the elite four again. There's no more other trainers to fight who have that. I mean, obviously, you could have gone and played against your friends, but, you know, I don't think it was that realistic, at least in the U.S. at the time the game came out, that kids were having a lot of other people to battle against. So I would would uh, say yes.
2: There were a lot of kids that, like, it was... The one thing you never had was the game link cable. Exactly. Everybody everybody had a Game Boy, and they did a really smart thing by making it work on the original Game Boy. So even if you had the brick, you could play Pokemon. And then all you needed... What, what, like once you found out the one guy who had the link cable in your neighborhood, suddenly everybody invites themselves over to their birthday party. <laughs> That's <laughs> true.
0: Yeah, there was always that bottleneck of like, okay, no one has the link cable. So I knew that like there wasn't they people had it, you could never battle. And then I think I finally found like at Fred Myers that link, like Game Boy Color. Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, all three of them off one, and then we finally got to battle people. But I remember that at school they wouldn't let you bring your Game Boy because you know it's school, so it was yeah, tough yeah. to actually find people to battle. And so, but anyway, that that yeah. end <laughs> that end game, like um, that strategy is really fun. And I was going to ask the group because I haven't really played the other Pokemon games that much. Is there more end game in the other ones where you're actually playing this this higher level strategy? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Is. Can I cut in real quick, Garrett, and tell you to yep. do something when you're finished with Lance here? Okay. You know you can surf through those statues.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, yeah. Really? Stand up next what? to a
1: statue in Pokemon Blue, and you can actually surf right through the base of it because is that tiles... gonna break
0: my game though? Am I not gonna be able to go and then yeah. go fight Gary?
1: Because you can just surf right back through another statue. Okay. I feel like there's one point in the game where that's useful information to know, but it's just an <laughs> interesting little thing. By the Fun way, I'm, uh, I'm Pokemon League champion. Uh, no oh, league oh. champion. <laughs> oh, but are you ever
3: going to be able to look at your Hall of Fame again?
1: Nope. No, because it's like all pixelated and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm
3: saying, yet. you damn cheater.
1: else? I, I got so into Black and white Pokemon. Wait, wait, wait you did, you just see
0: that? did you just see that Gyarados used Leer? What the...
1: What? The
2: you line. know, let me say something <laughs> about that, because I noticed this, okay? Like, half of my team has either Growl or leer, and my Charizard still has both. What? How? Like, if, you don't, if you don't use any technical machines, you keep those attacks for a very long time. And you know what? They were kind of handy.
0: What? Wait, how? Only for so a little you handy. No, there are so you- many... They, they're so
3: much better in, like, different moves, though. You got, like, Screech,
0: or you yeah, have, Screech like, Swords good. Dance. Like, they
2: never learned that move. They never learned Screech. They never learned, um, like I don't know what Screech. else there is.
3: Swords Dance.
2: Swords yeah, dance. no, they like, never I learned Like, I saw my dance. Charizard Swords Dance. And I wasn't using technical machines. I wasn't using TM, so, yeah. That never happened. Uh-huh. Right. And, Mr. Uh, uh, the only one who didn't... The only one who I don't think ever had... Any of those um, leer, Growl, Tail Whip was my Butterfree. But she wound up having Poison Powder, Sleep Powder, and Supersonic anyway. Which actually, I almost considered cutting Butterfree. Because I looked up to see, like, when is she going to learn something besides Psybeam? I want some more, you know, powerful wow. psychic attacks here. Yeah, it Turns never, out it's kind of peters out after about level 35. <laughs> I'm like, hmm... <laughs> but I had to stick with Butterfree because Butterfree's been with me since the beginning.
3: And you named it miscommonish. And I named right. it
0: after my girlfriend, yeah, so I would have gotten my ass <laughs> so. Ben, we're getting up to the moment where we're going to be thunderbolting your aerodactyl just out of spite. Just, just in case. <sighs> in <my room. laughs> um, I'm
3: getting up to the moment. This is for Windows 98. I just ran into Moltres on accident. It's going down. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Um, I, uh, I wanted to pay us. I was gonna say. <laughs> well, like, he, go ahead. He's ben. in my way. He's She's in beautiful.
2: my way. He's, no, he is not. Moltres is completely out of the way. I didn't even find it the first time I went Well,
3: Moultrie's I found fa- it's on my road. way on accident.
2: Okay. Well, geez. you're a bad trainer, so you know. <laughs> I didn't maybe see you should Moultrie have a this time.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I was gonna say, like, uh, other things I noticed about Victory Road that I thought was fun was that um tentacruel uh is a badass seriously though i after fighting him i was like wow he gets that move called barrier Mm -hmm. and he's also not weak against plant moves because isn't he a water type and i thought poison oh Mm -hmm. yeah he's a baller i was like wow i i wish i had a tentacruel and then He's, he's tough and then fighting, uh, yeah. I think that was the first time I fought a Blastoise um, in that cave. And the the uh, uh, sprite for it is, he's an intimidating looking guy. like he's a roly-poly. Yeah, he yeah is he's like, wow, bad. I wouldn't want to meet him in a, in a dark alleyway. Because, uh, yeah, that's scary. Oh, here we go. Oh, do you see that? It's super effective, Ben. Level f- level hey, six, hey, 5, guy. rock type. <laughs> Aerodactyl Ouch. down. Aerodactyl down. Garbage in red, blue. Awesome. <laughs> End of the Pokemon cast. We're done. <laughs> uh, okay, let's Elite Four. Uh, so obviously you guys are watching me play through it now. Let's. Uh, we just heard about Liz's experience. What uh, an
1: experience it was.
0: Uh, so uh, Kevin, you, you you went through. Tell us how how did the Elite Four uh, go? My experience okay, was actually had... somewhat similar to Liz's. I might I sort of got
2: um. Well, first of all, none of the Elite Four use a starting Pokemon that has anything to do with the type they say they're going to be using. So, <laughs> the very first fight against the I walk in, I'm like, Ice-Tips, alright, I got Charizard out here, he's a Flying-Tip, he's a little weak against Ice, but that's okay, he's got Flamethrower, he's fast, he should be fine. She shoots out a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what is this a seal's not an ice type is it it's a water type you know so oh good my moves aren't effective after all and it has aurora beams so it just beat the crap out of me yeah i'm about so to say putting bad. stars
0: are in there that was like sending your kid to school with like nerd glasses and a urkel <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> come on how did <laughs> you not see that coming kevin even straight I, ice types <laughs> usually have water moves
2: well, you know they should have fixed that before they put the game up because that's <laughs> genuine. yeah. Because
1: of all I the problems, that, I, the I
2: feel that's false advertising. That
1: was the one. That so I
2: reset the game because yeah, I you know, remember
3: ice game. water have nothing to do with each other.
2: Right. <laughs> and I tossed uh, my right shoe back in there and amateurized. You just hit him with thunder, boom, 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 and then of course thunder only has ten oh, pp,
0: and it always so, misses like at least twice.
2: Yeah. So this weird equation is going on in the back of my head. I really want. I you around for the beginning of the fight with Gary
0: mm-hmm. because
2: then I can get Pidgeot with it and um, I'm only going to have like two PP left so I kind of have to you know shuffle him to the back of the line and he can't do any more fighting and then Butterfree goes in with Psybeam and Psybeam wrecks fighting types except for the first one which was an Onyx so ugh. <laughs> but uh, you know wrecked the psychic type or the fighting types wrecked the ghost types a little bit not really but enough so that I could get through them but then Butterfree's out of PP, so she gets relegated to the back row as well. And and, like now, I'm getting beaten up by Dragon Types, and Hyper Beam is schooling me, and I'm using Revives to the left and Full Heals to the right. Ugh! Wow, this sounds pretty epic. At at, at the end of the day, Mm. finally, the one thing that almost completely ruined me was that I only had one PP restoring item, which was an Elixir, and I did use it on my right shoe. And then um I got lucky because uh I had Killdozer, the guy Rado's in, to finish off um <laughs> one of Gary's dudes. Like uh his his, his ride on a ride on. No, it wasn't the rhydon, because it was something else, because he puts in the Rhydon and then I water pumped it. And that got in one hit. And then he puts in his Arcanine and I water pumped that. So there was like it was really tense for a minute, but then suddenly like bang, bang, two more guys down, and I'm like, whoa! I just took out three quarters of your team, man. You know, you're down to your Blastoise and your uh, Execute. And? And um, you won. You won. Good game.
0: So but I won. Yes. Good job, buddy. Good job. Um, Faith on case brings up a good point, and I asked the same question last night. I'm like, why does he have like basically two or three of the exact same Pokemon? I know he's got to be the dragon type guy, but like, I don't really count you having an unevolved version of the same Pokemon as having it's like <laughs> two different types of Pokemon. Uh, it's still a drag. It's still the exact same one. It's like, oh, I've got. Uh, I'm a normal type uh, trainer. I have a uh, Radita, Radicate, uh, Meowth, and Persian. Um, you know,
3: that's did like you, four. Fight, you, gotta, you really gotta catch them all, man.
1: Well, that's like being a ghost <laughs> sure. trainer, where like, what options do you have? It's like I have a Gengar and all of his kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why don't you just kill a Marowak and then use its ghost? I mean, Obviously. Yeah. But yeah. did you fight them? Um, there's one guy on the um, the Ocean Road back from Cinnabar Island to Pallet who's like, I caught a whole basket full of fish. And he comes in, and there's six balls on his... Uh, little
0: Indian, <laughs> yeah, this right? guy was awesome.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, this guy's going to try to kick my ass with a whole bunch of water jets, And then Magic Magikarp, 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 <laughs> Magikarp, Magikarp, and Magikarp.
0: Yeah, that's what And I thought. got,
2: like, 100 experience for each one, and I killed them in six hits. It
0: right, well, that's the thing. Like, I brought out my execute, thinking, okay, this is when I can level them up. we use Barrage. I'll we'll get some experience. You get no experience for them. <laughs> you get, like, 100. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty lame. Um, wow. wow, so my fight here is going pretty well. It's going better than when I did it last night, because I had moved all of my TMs, my good ones, over to Pokemon uh, Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to go wake up. I do not want to get out of bed, come back in the room, turn everything on, switch them over, and then get back into bed. It was like midnight when I finally beat them all. But um, Alright, so that's the Elite Four. That's the... Well, we're still killing them over here on, on this end, but um, I wanted to bring up... Let's see. A couple things. Some final thoughts about Pokemon for the group to, to discuss together. Um, the first one is... Does the game hold up now, what, 10, 15 years or so after it first came out? Is it, do you still consider it a classic? And let's start with Kevin.
2: Um, eh. You know, Eh? I mean, like, Hmm. it's good, it's nostalgic, it's not super great. If it hadn't been for Game Club, I wouldn't have finished it. I would have stopped off somewhere around... Maybe like halfway to the game.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, all yeah, right. You're
3: the one who beat it more than any of us. You beat mm. all the trainers. And- well, okay, oh, if I I'm
2: going to do something, Ben, I'm going to do it
0: right. going to commit.
2: But, you know, <laughs> like... Even, you know, I've heard good things about the remakes, you know? And if you've remade a game, and it is effectively better, not just like, oh, it, it's kind of better, or they've changed some things, and now it sucks, but it is essentially... In its new form, better then there's not really a whole lot of point to going back to the old version except for nostalgic purposes, you know. And like maybe there's some debate. I haven't really played Fire Red much, but I just feel like there's there's a point where you say in
0: with the new, out with the old, you know. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, Liz, you sounded like you had something to say to the meh.
1: I think it still is a classic. The only reason I got bored with it at the end is because I then had Pokemon
3: White, I guess. I can never remember
1: which one I have. But it was like, wow, a new Pokemon with, like, 700 Pokemon. Why would I want to play one with only 151? But I had a great time with it. I had a lot of fun. And I think of the Game Club games we've played, with maybe the exception of Majora, it's the most fun I've had. So I think it... It, it was a terribly cobbled together game, but for its time and for what they made with what they had, I think it's really good. And, like, it obviously spanned a, spawned a franchise that you guys can debate this if you want, but I don't think there's been a bad game in the core series.
0: Mm, well, I haven't played been. enough to argue that, but Ben, what do you think? Red Blue Classic, Is it, was it a good time?
3: Yeah, like Liz, I have also been playing Pokemon Black. So going straight from Pokemon Black to turning on my brick Game Boy to play Pokemon Red and Blue, I'm still having a really good time with it. Like, maybe it is just nostalgia, because I definitely do agree with Kevin to a certain extent when he says that, like, if the remake is, you know, like, strictly better, then there's no reason to go back to the old. But for me, like there are things about Pokemon Red and Blue that just don't exist in the later generations. For me, well, I mean, I've talked about this so much, but it's just such a huge part of my Pokemon experience as a child, and that is Pokemon Stadium. You don't have that with the newer games, and I find that game to be such an awesome thing that it's so worth going back to play the older games just so I can plug in my clunky transfer pack that only works half the time to, like, play the game at triple speed and fight a bunch of gym leaders in 3D and a bunch of dumb minigames and stuff. And I love it. It's a great game, and I think it'll always really be a classic, even if there is that better remake. Just because it has that heart that you don't really find in the remake, either.
0: Hmm. It's, yeah. That's interesting. Like, because for me, um, the remake is, is very troubling because... As we started Game Club, uh, the nostalgia was awesome. Like, I was playing it on the original Game Boy, like, have this big brick in my hand. There were all these memories, and I was having a really good time. And as I got through it and I finished it on time, because I was having such a great time, I finished it a couple days early for the first playthrough point. I was like, well, let me pick up the, the you know, the, the remake and do a little compare-contrast. It'll be interesting for the podcast. And it was just... Oh, it was too much. I'm like, it is. It takes everything that I love about it and just polishes it, cleans it, and and smooths out the edges. So the original, I think, is is a classic. But because of this remake, I don't know that I would tell someone to go back and play the original. I would probably say no.
1: Annoying things
0: like running shoes. Like, I mean, it's still a classic. But like, uh, to me, a classic would be a game that you would play that game the original first and they've done a remake that has done too much to make it that i would play that over the the original again like i had so much fun with this that uh i still know that i would have had even more fun if i had been playing the the remake because i could have used the wireless capabilities running <laughs> shoes a more organized backpack uh, just a lot of cleaned up stuff that it would have made it more fun but uh, in terms of it being um, like a classic, and this is, again, this is the most fun I've had in Game Club, period. Majora was still a new game for me, and I'm, I'm proud that I played it and got through it and got to enjoy it, but this was the first time in Game Club where I've been like really excited to keep playing through, and I've had a lot of memories to share with everyone, so um, I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, my other question I had was, um, what was the, uh, the biggest surprise that you might have had playing through, again, now as an adult, for me, it was just um, the biggest surprise was I, I brought up several times, but the the way I interpreted Gary as a child versus an adult, like as a child, I thought he was a jerk and he was always really rude. And, and as we're reading it now, I'm like, well, he's really not that bad. Like he really isn't saying that much. That, <laughs> for, for how much I hated him as a kid, I was like, eh, there's really not a lot there. That was all my, me putting that on him. Um, I found that uh, really surprising. Uh, What about you guys? Anything else that you thought was a little shocking playing through again?
3: Really, I found it really jarring just how much has changed from the first generation to the final. In just simple stuff, like if you have the matchup Charizard versus Magneton or something, my Charizard right now knows Ember, uh, Earthquake, Slash, and Swords Dance. If this was, like, Generation 5, I couldn't use Earthquake against it because Magneton has Levitate. And Levitate, you can't be affected by ground moves and all this stuff. And it's part steel type, so fire would tear it apart. But in Generation 1, you can't use Ember against it. It's not going to do anything because, A, it's Ember. But, (laughs) B, (laughs) like, ground is strong against electric. So you would obviously use Earthquake, even though if this was a current game, that wouldn't work. So it's just this, this matter of having to shift your mindset all about. And to be fair... I don't know, it was jarring.
1: I feel like Magneton, of all the Pokemon, is, like, the one that got the biggest changes in generation, both with the ability of giving true. it that, uh, the, the resistance, and st- the second type. Like, I think it's the only one from the first generation that got a type change.
0: Uh, Kevin B really? brings up something real quick. I think it is, that- yeah. He says that Garrett is more of an ass in the anime that came out back then. True. That's oh, well, probably yeah. what. He had like nine
3: That's, that, that is what it is. And he yeah. could drive. <laughs> and he could drive. And, cheerleaders. <laughs> and he that got an Eevee as a starter? What a jerk. I know.
1: Yeah. He that evolved was... it into. What did he evolve his Eevee into? Anyone know?
3: I don't know. Uh, I just read the manga where he, he had an Eevee that like, changed into in,
0: all three. He left it in the ball, he didn't take <laughs> it out. <laughs> He's
1: not that stupid.
0: He lost it under his bed.
1: Now I want to see what he evolved <laughs> it into. Umbreon, that's right. I guess okay. he didn't evolve it until the next um, anime. All
0: right, so now on, that Ash, pick it up. That, uh, that Tyler here has defeated the Elite Four on my behalf, we're gonna we're gonna turn this around to some some Pokemon sociology because I think this will be an interesting conversation. I'm really interested for in this. for the group to have. So. Um, let me. Let me. We'll do some video for this. So you can see us chatting about. Oh, you can see my microphone too. Uh, hey, hey, everyone, there, new stream. So, on our whiteboard earlier, we were talking about that. Essentially, um, there's a lot of academic, um, a lot of academic writing about Pokemon as a what do we what do we call it as a a direct translation of. Um, Japanese cultural values and is a teaching tool to teach kids Japanese values. And so, can you explain a little bit about like what are the core Japanese values that people would experience in the game?
4: Um, so, the biggest ones in Japan would be the, their wanting to belong, their sense of belonging, um, <clears throat> their harmony, their conformity, and their loyalty and self-sacrifice. Those are the biggest points that come up in Pokemon. Um, as translation of the Japanese culture.
0: Right, and it's also, those are like huge parts of Japanese culture. The more you study them, you realize that because they're on this island, that they all bond together of us-versus-them mentality. And so the game teaches a lot of those core tenets of culture to their children, and it brings up some really odd things, because it's if it's so core Japanese, then why does it have such an appeal to um, an American audience? So some of the examples of like these different tents of culture that are in the game. So let's start with um, belonging. So what are some of the ones that we talked about there? Um, that you have to have uh, a Pokemon before you do anything. So when you start the game, you walk out into the grass, right? You know, you're all by yourself. And they say, oh, you can't go out there alone. That's crazy. So you go out there, grab the... the oak grabs you and say, okay, here's your first Pokemon you have to have this, this is your group, and you the only way to get through society and to become better, and this is kind of a Japanese cultural thing, is you can only flourish as part of a group. You can't as an individual. And that is mm-hmm. at its essence is Pokemon. It's not the trainer and it's not one Pokemon. It's the team of Pokemon who all have different skill sets, uh, different stuff, versus one Pokemon who can destroy everyone. I aside don't from maybe mute. That.
1: Like, Crystal brings up the point I was going to bring up in the chat room. How is that any different than, like, starting Legend of Zelda and saying it's dangerous to go alone, take this sword? Like, your Pokemon isn't a team, it's an asset.
0: Right, okay, so that kind of gets onto to some of the other tenets of their culture. So there's another one of, like, harmony that everyone kind of needs to get along. So your Pokemon are very, um, you can look at them as a tool, that's true, but you can also look at them as these, um, they're all depending on each other to make it through that world, which is, again, they, in, in Japanese culture, they want people to be in this, uh, they want you to be in the group, they want you to conform to this society. So um, the the interesting piece around, um, what's it called, around um, loyalty and self sacrifice is essentially your pokemon they aren't necessarily a tool that to use they are they are willing to do whatever it is they need to do for you because you you are all in this group together so they will Use self destruct. They will. They have no moves left. But as long as they have some hit points left, they'll use struggle. Um, what are some other examples? I'm forgetting.
4: Um, those are the main ones of the self sacrifice. Just they they trust you so wholly that um, even well, if, you, if they're the weak trust. against a, if they're weak against a certain type, you can still send them out there and they won't question you. They'll still right because
0: you're the one who's telling them what moves to use. The Pokemon don't use the moves. The trainer tells the Pokemon what move to use. So it's all about this this trust and this loyalty to the group and that we're, yeah, we're all in this together and that's how to do this. (laughs) So, um, that was one. The other one I wanted to talk about was, let's see. Oh, that they don't in their society. They don't like to put one person to the forefront that this is the best person at this. You should look up to them. They like to look towards someone more in the middle, like the, the salary man, the guy who goes to work, does his job, puts in his hours and works really hard. Um, In the game, they're teaching you that, well, Ash is crap without his Pokemon. If he doesn't have his Pokemon, he can't be the best Pokemon master. And no one of his Pokemon can be the best and can actually go forth. And you can't just do the whole game with just one. You have to have uh, at least more than one to get through the game. So there's these, um, you know, they're trying to teach these Japanese cultural values through all these different pieces of the game. And it's we can keep going on and on about it, but I wanted to have a discussion about Considering what we just said then, why does a game that is so much about, that has so many of these core Japanese values, so widely appealed, appealing to a, a, a American Western mentality, which is very much, you're the best, you can do it all on your own, you know, you can do everything, uh, you know, you're the best, you know, that, that uh, pick yourself up by your bootstrap sort of mentality. Why is it so appealing to um, a Western uh, culture?
1: Well, it still has the theme of you being the best yourself, like, you have a team, but it's, like, it, you don't have to interpret it as, like, I want my Pokemon team to be the best, it's, you can look at it as, I want to be the best using these Pokemon as my tools, or, like, and everybody likes or things, like, having little friends. But they still don't show recognition to,
0: they don't just say, oh, uh, in, the, in the Hall of Fame, it's not just you. It's you and all your Pokemon. Like, they never just call out, oh, Ash is exactly. the best. You're,
2: you're getting complimented all the time on how strong your Pokemon are. You know, it's, it's your team that does the work for you, but you're essentially the leader. You're the coach. You're the right. managing oversight. That Otherwise, they'd just be a bunch of wild animals running around in the grass. And that's you're the really one who fun. gives them direction.
4: In Japan, that's how it is too. There's always there's always a foreman type person, but he's never idolized. He's never he's never the one that does all the work. And then when somebody gets credit, it's everybody gets credit, not just the guy. And who that's very
0: it. different from like a Western uh you know viewpoint. Like,
4: yeah.
0: Which is, I mean, they if you think about it, the game, really stays true to that. Like another thing, coming back to that harmony, like that they everyone should kind of get along. You ever notice that when you have a Pokemon battle? that it's not like oh you suck I hate you I'm going to kick your ass next time it's oh well I will learn to better myself and you're a very good trainer and um, you know we should battle again you know it's all in this you know we should all get along and it it teaches those values which again is very the antithesis of kind of western culture we're very much like no that's the enemy because that's I said I was really shocked that I came to the game thinking Gary's the enemy we must destroy him so there's those two sides to it like it's teaching all these Japanese values, but why is it so integral to all of our youth now? Like, we all really like this game, but it's very against kind of how we were being brought up. Maybe.
2: Well, and also when the game came out, the marketing uh, didn't focus entirely on the uh, on the game itself. Like, like, there was a lot of like, become the Pokemon master, get to the end. You know, yeah, you catch, catch them all. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, exactly. The slogan itself it's uh, is connected to that yeah that western mentality of everything you're going to be the best you got to have everything you got to know all the stuff you got to that makes sense yeah
1: and it was uh, successful mm-hmm. because it's a really good game i mean whatever country's values are behind it i think is incidental compared to the fact that it's an innovative look at the rpg genre that gives you a lot of variety and lets you craft your own team and create it, it's it's like a the ultimate tactics game where you don't have to move across a battlefield anyone can play it there's lots of variety and you can get attached to the team you made because their choices like you get to make those choices it's not like final fantasy 7 where it's like yeah my team is cloud tifa and yuffie or like they're just they're all the same what does it matter but pokemon you get to take a sense of pride in that because you handpick those guys over yeah, you made their move and everything. Yeah, you copied them from Smogon.
3: Heck yeah!
0: Uh, one of the the kind of theories we had was that um, there's there's one shared kind of um, theme in the both cultures, and it kind of comes around maybe structure. That as kids, you're getting this real sense of this world that you can be a part of, and actually, it gives you a very defined structure of how to get through it successfully. And that, as a kid, that's a big deal, like being able to actually um, play through the game and fight different Pokemon and incrementally get better and bigger and stronger uh, in a far more rapid pace than you can in your actual life and become a master of of the game. And those are very similar kind of sociological um, Themes. themes in both societies. That was one. The other one we thought that, Is that when they did, they changed the marking up, like you said, and Ash is probably a lot more idolized in the Western version of the cartoons.
1: I don't know about
0: that. Well, what's interesting (laughs) is that in, I think you're telling me this, that, um... Like, if in Japanese culture, when they say, after they kind of watch the cartoon, like, well, who is the star of it? It's not Ash. It's the Pokemon. Whereas if you watch it, you sure have like a, if you have a uh, kind of a Western culture, like, so, like, you know, us as kids, you'd say, oh, Ash and Misty, you know, they're the stars. But it's, you know, I think they kind of tailored the cartoon a little bit for a Western audience. I know that they did make some changes between the two. and I think that's one that helped it kind of... Um, be more adapted, and then... Um, and I feel
4: like the cartoon the cartoon showed more values than the game did. The game was kind of a stripped-down version. It just gave the specifics. Here's this, this, and this. But the cartoon really showed you what's happening. Yeah. Like, the Pokemon always ended up saving somebody somehow. Like, Ash mm-hmm. would fall into a pit, but made by Team Rocket. Pikachu stayed out, and he'd run and get help. So yeah. it's, it's not just Ash, yeah. it's... Pikachu and then maybe Pikachu got another pokemon friend from the wild that helped them as well. So it's <laughs> yeah. it's just like these random things that come up in the group that we need to survive and it's not just one that can do it alone.
1: Mm. That's true. I did I did just watch a recent episode of the pokemon anime starring my sunglasses gator Meguroko. Megu yeah, That's Meguroko. Good episode. It's such a good episode where it, to make a long story short, a bunch of very vulnerable pigeon-looking Pokemon were trapped on an island surrounded by boiling water and the only way to get them off the island was all the happy little Mega Roko gators got together and made a tower, and then the tower dropped over and made a bridge for Ash to climb across and get all the pigeons off. You might ask yourself, why didn't the pigeons fly off that island? That's a damn good question. Which was not
3: it It was not
1: answered in the episode.
3: There were other Pokemon there though. Yeah,
1: the little deer that changes. I was thinking
3: about the
0: pigeons, but (laughs) why did they just fly away? They
1: should've bailed. They should have been like, well, you know what, deer, (laughs) see you in the next life. You look good.
0: Um, okay, so the last thing I want to do before we kind of finish off here is I want to get basic Pokemon stats over everyone. So, like, how long did uh, everyone play for? How long did uh, how many Pokemon did you see and capture? Um, let me bring up my game here. Because <laughs> I want to share them. I, just I just think that will be ashamed, fun. Though. All right, so my play time,
1: woo, 40 <laughs>
0: hours. I think Gosh. I left it on a lot, actually, while I would, I would work. <laughs>
1: yeah, 40 hours. Sheesh.
0: Um, I didn't have very much money because I went and bought a bunch of carbs before the end. I juiced uh, Jolteon up. Um, could we, does it show us our, my Pokedex if we go through this? Uh,
4: let's
0: see. No, I don't even have 50 yet. <laughs> oh, now it's going to do the credits. I, hope, I thought the credits were going this whole time so we could look through it. Well, okay, uh, well, yeah. we'll talk about it. Okay, so Liz, what was your playtime?
1: 12 hours and 44 minutes with a Pokedex of 27.
0: We 12 hours? Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. Bombs through that sucker, huh? Well, okay, what'd what you, you have you Kevin?
1: Skip the birds and cheat. <laughs> oh,
0: I guess that's true. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had uh, 27 hours, 12 minutes Whew. with 42, 42 in my Pokedex.
0: Wow. Okay. What do you got, Ben? Well, you haven't even finished yet, but what? Are your, what's so, your yeah, estimated finish time?
3: <laughs> yeah, so you know how um, I'm the only one on this podcast currently who hasn't finished the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um my my charizard still knows ember and uh my time is uh 70 hours and 59 minutes
0: <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> did you leave oh, it on like wow. for night or something
3: yeah so i had it on my super game boy one night and uh i fell asleep without
1: turning it off
3: and then oh i had boy, school and there. work the next day so it was just on all the time oh, <laughs> and, wow. like the next night i got Lucky to it the
1: card didn't explode <laughs>
3: <laughs> i think it was a super game boy if it was actually in a game boy yeah, it super. That bad, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay um what was you, your pokedex is what they were at? i don't think i was like at three or forty that I actually captured
2: yeah no because at the end of the game um it looks at your pokedex one more time and so after all mm. the hall of fame stuff you're the champion yay and it, it, Professor Oak looks at me and he's like, when you reach
0: 50, go get an experience all from my aid. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm just done. It I'm is kind camping. of like a, a lesson like, oh, you beat, you're the Pokemon champ. Oh, you only caught like eight Pokemon? Really? How, how, <laughs> wow. You're not very really well-rounded. It's like someone who went to school and like like major... Getting
3: nagged by Professor yeah,
0: Oak. Didn't actually like take any other like extracurricular activities. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I think that was... Was that all the ones I wanted to go through? Let's see. Playtime. Oh, what was your highest level Pokemon that you actually leveled? <laughs> yeah, 43 right now. 43? 46? Wow. Yeah, and I, you know what? I'm,
3: actually, i mean, actually... I didn't get to chime in about the Elite Four, but I want to say something about the Elite Four. Say it. I have, like, sort of a tradition of sorts of fighting the Elite Four with completely underleveled Pokemon. And I think that's a tradition of circumstance more than (laughs) I go out of the way to do it. But each time, like, it's always this, like, huge adventure, and I always somehow win. It's like Pokemon like fifteen, ten levels under theirs. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And we won't talk about it on the podcast, but <laughs> it'll still be it'll it'll be a journey. I could do it right now, actually. Yeah, you can beat it and then on
0: the next podcast. I'm
3: trying not to have Ember right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got I caught forty six actually. I was trying to get the experience all. I wanted to use that for execute, but yeah didn't happen um all right uh before we sign off then i just thought of is there any like regrets you have like mine is that i i still used mostly pokemon that i had used before
1: me too Half and my time i pro-
0: was the same yeah and i i, and I definitely am probably not going to ever i don't see myself coming back and playing the original for no. a very long time so i do mm. regret that ben any regrets
2: huh
0: Aerodactyl. Maybe
2: that
3: uh no Aerodactyl's <laughs> rocking it, okay? Maybe that I still have a, a Butterfree and I gave it Toxic and Psychic and a bunch of good TM. So like <laughs> it's a piece <laughs> of crap Pokemon no, with a bunch
0: of good, good moves. I can get behind that though, because like I've never used a Butterfree to <laughs> My
2: Butterfree had like over a hundred special by the end of the game, so that seems pretty good to me. Mm. So uh that was that was a not regret was was picking up a butterfree for All
0: a Kevin. I guess,
2: if I had to regret something, I'd say, and this has always bugged me a little bit, just once in a while, a sort of nagging thought. Um, I always wonder if I would have played the game differently if I'd gotten blue instead of red. Because the selection <laughs> of Pokemon would have been mm. different. And, like, like, look at the two oh, fire types you know. that you get. In red, you can get Arcanines, And I'm like, I don't really like Growlithe. I don't like Arcanine. But in blue, I could have gotten a Vulpix. And I might have said to myself, maybe I'll get a Vulpix and turn it into a Nine tails. And so I should take a Squirtle or a Bulbasaur as my starter and, you know, round out my team that way. Hmm. So I, I kind of wish I could have played the other version for a change. But, I guess, uh, yeah, that's a good you point. Know, you work with what you got.
0: I've actually, like, this is the first time I've played Blue, and I'll I'll say it didn't really affect my play style that much. <laughs> the team, I think, uh, on my team, gosh, there's no one that's exclusive to Blue, is there? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nobody. So, yeah, it's kind of... Uh, I don't know, I agree. That's something that it would be worth trying out again. I I don't think I have any regrets of not playing yellow though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
3: don't there either. I, I should have played my Japanese version of yellow. Mm. That's my biggest regret.
2: Well I of feel a little bad that I did spend a fair bit of time on Pokemon Pinball when I was a kid. That um oh, oh, heck yeah, video. I love
0: that thing. Windows ninety eight good. says that Mouth is version exclusive. Hey, well there you go. Yeah. Oh, and that's right, yeah. That's the first one in time I've ever used him all the way through. So, um, well, then, I hope everyone, uh, not just us who are in the group, I think we all had a pretty good time overall, but um, I hope people who were joining us via just listening to the podcast, coming onto to the live stream, um, who everyone who participated in the forum thread, I hope you all had a good time. Um, as you well know, the EB Fan Fest is up next, so we will be back on hiatus, which means... Fanfest runs through part of December, I think, so then the holidays will come and I I don't know. I think I don't know do it's you guys going to really be think,
3: chilly by the time we we'll move back.
0: I am about to say I can't really see us probably come back until the new year unless we really yeah. get excited during the holidays and want to do a game. Because we do have time, NBA like a Jam don't.
3: Game Club. NBA Jam Game Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for a
0: game club. Do it. Yeah. Start and end on the <laughs> same podcast. Yeah. What little one shots in <laughs> Jam. <laughs> game club alright guys Um, well then signing off for the game club crew thanks everyone for joining us again for this season of game club we'll be back maybe December probably the new year Um, adios everyone
3: it's so hard to say goodbye
2: yesterday